I'm Jenna Ocean, and this is Little Ritual. Before we begin our scheduled episode today, I would like to invite you to two moments of silence for the 11,000 and counting lives lost in Gaza. In doing so, I encourage you to name any discomfort that you have regarding the issue. If it is located anywhere in your body, put a hand on that space. Our first moment of silence. In the second moment of silence, we will send energy for a ceasefire. Imagine your power and your peace, starting from the deepest part of you and expanding through your skin, your room, your house, your town, and joining with all the rest of us, doing the exact same thing, sending energy for peace and a ceasefire until this light wraps around the entire world. We will now take our second moment of silence to do so. Thank you so much for joining me in that. Um, I read somewhere that it only takes 3% of a population to be in agreement for change to occur. So let's make this happen. I know it's vulnerable. I feel really vulnerable even like recording this episode and starting that way, but I'm learning more and more that it's it's important to learn in public and um, when something is wrong it's important that we respond so I hope that those two moments of silence can offer us just a little recognition in the midst of so much violence and in the midst of a genocide it's like what do we do what do we do with that? And um, I'm trying to find all the little ways that, that we can respond. Okay, so a little bit of a shift because it's Monday Chats. Welcome back to the podcast. If you're here all the time, so happy that you are back. And if you're new here, welcome. And if you're that person who comes into Outrider, the place that I work, and listens every week, you rock. Welcome back. So on my Monday chats, I share a bit about my journey in the current moment, what I am learning, and I share any rituals that are aiding me this week. And this episode is special for me because I am joining you from the mountains of Portugal. I'm in a mountain town called Montegas, which I learned means butter in Portuguese, and I have yet to (laughs) Google 
like what the connection is there, why it's called butter. I mean, my guess would be because of the river that flows through town and it's like everywhere. There's this river. I don't know. It's like flowing on the sides of the streets. It goes under the ground and by people's houses. So maybe it's like butter melting. I don't know. I will have to look that up. If you know, you can message me. That would be cool. Um, I posted a picture and my friend from Brazil messaged me and was like, yo, I lived there. I lived 30 minutes from there for three years of my life. How random is that? I love that. Um, If you're listening when this episode is released on Monday, November 13th, 2023, it is also a new moon. New moon in Scorpio. So happy new moon. New moons are a powerful time for reflection on the past month and a time to set an intention for the upcoming month. To me, the new moon is like a portal because it is when the sky is the darkest. There is no, there's no big celestial body in the sky. So it's like this portal between the past and the present. And we stand in that gap of the moonless night and we receive and create the vision. If you want a nice overview of the moon cycles and how they link up with menstrual cycles, go back and listen to my Lunar Cycles 101 episode because I talk all about it. So let's start with three good things for today. First good thing, I've spent most of my nights and a lot of my days just sitting in front of this fireplace. To give you context, the place that I'm staying is Hmm. <laughs> How do I explain it? It is it is in the mountains. It's not bare bones, but it is rustic. Rustic. There we go. I'm staying in a rustic cabin in Mantegas, Mantegas, Portugal. And the main source of heat, there's no like central heating. It's just this fireplace. So every day I walk up the the stone steps that are covered in moss to this little overhang and I get some I get enough wood for you know the next day or two and then that's the softwood and then I have to walk down to get the hardwood softwood burns faster but not for not as long so it's a good like starter anyway I don't need to go into, into the types of wood but this fire has been really just lovely. It's so meditative to sit alone in front of a fire and it is healing, I would say, because it's like, it's very primal, you know, like fire was the thing that helped us evolve as human beings. When we started being able to create heat and cook our food, it changed the molecules in our brains. And I think I read somewhere that it's good for my skin. There's a lot of stuff that I haven't Googled that I've just been openly wondering about since I've gotten here. As you can see, Mantegas and the fire. So So the fire is my first good thing. Uh, Second thing, this morning I bathed in the waterfall outside my house. Yes, there is a waterfall. It's very small, but there's a river and a waterfall outside my house. And I... I did that. I jumped in today and afterwards the sun was like pouring through the valley. So I just lied naked on the mossy rocks and 
man, that's, that's it yet, guys. <laughs> the third thing is that the Coca-Cola here is really good. And I know that my partner's laughing at me as I say that if, if he's listening, but you know what, whatever. Okay. I really like Coca-Cola and they, they only serve it in the glass bottles up here and it's made with like real sugar. I need to chill out on the Coca-Cola, I'll be honest, but it is my third good thing. So next I share something I'm feeling proud of and something I'm feeling vulnerable about. So I'll start with vulnerable. I'm feeling vulnerable about this episode. I, I honestly have been really nervous to record this. I am feeling vulnerable about how to express and share and what role I and we play during such violent times. Yeah, I I don't really know how else to I don't have any other band-aid to add to that. I just it that's what I feel vulnerable about. As far as what I feel proud of, I me, I feel proud of me and I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> Traveling reminds me that I enjoy my own company a lot and I really like myself and it's something about going to a new place and there's always unexpected challenges and it always feels scary like it it just does and I've I've gotten to travel a lot in my life I've done some solo traveling this is definitely the longest that I've ever been in one place by myself in a different country and the language is different. There's, I'm driving a manual car, which is a whole other thing that I can talk about later. There's, there's all these little challenges, especially with, specifically with solo traveling. And they're, they feel so scary, these moments. And then when you get through them, the feeling is like, I am so strong. It's the idea that of coming to love the th- that which you were afraid of. Small example, right? I'm taking a shower last night and the shower is, it has a really high wall next to it. And it's just like a, a curtain with hot water running through and a stall basically. Okay, so... So very, again, bare bones. And I looked up and I just see this, this large, what looks like a slug or a leech. And you know, I'm not stoked. I'm not stoked to see the slug above me as I, as I shower in my vulnerability. And so my thought was just a fear. I was like, oh no, like what if it lands on me and it would suck my blood and I don't know. All of these things. I don't know why I was particularly afraid of the slug. But I took my shower. I dried off. It did not fall on me and suck my blood. And I came back in with a flashlight. And I'm looking at the slug. And it has this really distinctive pattern. It looks like a pickle, actually. Like one of those little like sandwich pickles that you would poke a toothpick into and eat. And so I look up you know, what slugs are indigenous to Mantegas. And it was the only slug that popped up. And it apparently is a rare slug. It's called a carry slug. And it's only found in Ireland. That's what it, that's where it gets its name, carry slug. It's only found in Ireland, 
Portugal and maybe some parts of Spain. And I guess once I had some information in the name about it and I saw that it wasn't going to harm me, I thought it was cute. And I kind of befriended the slug and I grabbed a giant stick and I brought it outside because I read that it feeds on algae and there's no algae in my shower. So I, re- I relocated Mr. Carey slug and it was just one of those small examples of the f- little fears that feel compounded when you're alone and traveling and how when you can sit back and understand the thing, it is less scary and then you just feel empowered and you feel better about yourself and it's good. So I'm feeling proud of me for, for a million of those carry slug moments that I've had while I've traveled. And just remembering like what a fun and resilient person I am has been really, really nice. I feel proud of the person that I am. I'm going to throw in what I'm feeling excited about because I'm excited about a lot of things. But one thing is that I, so me and my friends have been talking a lot about expression and we have the three of us. So it's me, Cass, and Bess. And the three of us, they're sisters, and I'm their adopted sister, I guess. Yes, I am their adopted sister. And the three of us went through a lot of shit in our early 20s, and we've been talking about how we feel like our closets don't match who we feel like we have become on the inside after all of this transformation from these places of really diving down into the darkness and getting to know ourselves. And really like how important expression is and how when we're talking about the society that we're in also, our dollar almost counts for more than our vote. So, and I've just been thinking about how the way that we can express can be just this big, it can be a big fuck you to to the way that things are and the zeitgeist of certain things in society. So all that to say, I am excited because I booked a sustainable fashion walking tour in Porto for when I'm in there. I just said that so, Porto, uh, for when I'm in Porto um, before I leave to go to Amsterdam and then back to the United States. And I guess we go to these sort of behind the scenes and artsy sustainable fashion shops and then we get vegan donuts. So hello, I'm so excited about that. And now we'll move on to like what I'm learning and what I'm reading. Let me start with what I'm reading because it feeds into what I'm learning in a big way. So on my travels with me, I brought the book, This One Wild and Precious Life by Sarah Wilson. The subtitle is The Path Back to Connection in a Fractured World. Holy cow, you guys. I, I sort of picked this at random from the public library. As you know, I'm a big fan of the public library. What's more punk than the public library? Anyway, but I kind of picked it as random at random because I love that poem that it is nodding to by Mary Oliver. Uh, the, I think it's The Wild Geese. Well, or I don't know. Maybe it is called This One Wild. Uh, anyway, the point is I did not expect to like this book. And I, it's not what I expected at all. She basically explains how our world is burning and why that is and talks about global warming and how capitalism has kind of fucked us, majorly fucked us. And then how we can 
how we can start to heal those broken and fractured parts of us societally. Honestly, like I, I don't know. I just, I was on a witchy kick when I left, when I left home, it was around Halloween, around Samhain. And I don't think that I, how do I explain this? I, it wasn't the, this book that I'm now reading was not the vibe. I was reading books about Salem witch trials and about, you know, some of more occult stuff. And now I've picked up this more political and social book, but it's perfect. And my big takeaway is, is that I, I came here to soul search as to why I individually am not more successful. I've had frustrations with my business and well, there are some legitimate frustrations there that I do want to solve and I don't want to take away from that. But the point is that I thought I'd come up to the mountains of Portugal and that I'd wait for the other shoe to drop. Like I'd wait for a revelation as to why I'm not doing better. Why I don't have the life that I really long to live. And I was drawing a complete blank, you guys. I felt complete fog until I finally turned off my phone on the train from Lisbon back to Montegas. I took a day trip and I started reading this book by Sarah Wilson. And what I realized, the big revelation that I had, and I'll do my best to summarize it, is that it's not me. It's capitalism. I'm actually awesome. And I don't need to continue turning inward I mean, I've done so much soul searching, you guys, and it's not to say that I'm done now, but it's like, wow, how refreshing. I have been trying to be the whole tribe in one person, and that's not how we were created. I don't need a better niche or a more specific niche. I need authentic community to bounce life back on. I need philotimo she talks about this greek concept it's this kindness the feeling that it's an honor to love one another including and especially the stranger basically this late stage capitalism that we're in this neoliberal system has destroyed a lot of our sense of togetherness along with the resources that we need to keep us afloat and then it convinces us that it's actually our individual problem to fix on our own, which then requires us to map out and enforce our own moral codes all on our own. It's an impossible feat. It's an impossible moral quandary to do on one's own. And I could spend, and this is my whole point, is that I could spend my whole life introspecting and adjusting my niche and hoarding every dollar I make out of fear that there won't be enough. I could do that and and I don't think anyone would blame me for that given the system that we are in. But here's the thing is that I don't want to live like that. I don't, I don't, I won't live like that. I want to share and expand and bump into people. I, in college, wrote so many poems about this about this concept about holy interruptions and the idea that we need tribe. And I wrote about it without understanding that it hasn't always been this way and that it doesn't have to be this way either. I think I'll post three of my poems because they really capture 
actually, I'll just read one for you. It's in this collection that I made with my friend Will, and it's called Finished. But I sometimes wish each of my poems could only be narrated by Irish poets, the ones that take their time with the long vowels and allow both for mischief and sincerity, that the feeling of being finished would replace the word done, that the old magic which picks up leaves and sets them down might still be, but mostly that my monologues would be interrupted by praise shouting leaky faucets, even stillness. And just that idea of being interrupted by each other. I think we need that more than we realize. And I wrote a couple other poems about this idea. And I just, I guess that if I would have taken myself more seriously, I might have seen all of them as a warning or a wake-up call. Or at the very least, known that the desires weren't just silly schoolgirl fantasies to, want to, to run away to Europe, but that they were a message that the system that we're in is fucked <laughs> and that I need community and it might not be as easy as it should be to come by. I don't have an immediate application for my life in this besides a new openness and less pressure. I'm inclined even to like unbrand myself so as to resist this capitalist mindset that you are your career. We'll see. Stay tuned because I, it's sort of like in the matrix, it's like waking up to the matrix and it's like, I refuse to agree with a lot of the zeitgeist of capitalism. I refuse and I find and the reason I say this is because I find myself waking up to it all the time and it frustrates me that I fall back asleep. But I especially push against the notion that y- the most important thing about you and the thing that you should really figure out in this lifetime is how you make money. I think it gets spiritualized in the communities that I'm in. And there's this message that if you're not doing the thing that sets your soul on fire for six figures and you're, and you're doing it, getting six figures a year, that you are less than successful and that there's something for you to figure out. And once you figure that thing out, you will have achieved your purpose in this life, which is to make money doing what you love. And I think on the surface, this is all well and fine because who wouldn't want that, you know? But I just think it's important to look below the surface and say, wait a second, when did, when did it become that the way I make money is the most defining part of myself? And it kind of makes me love people that make art and yet make their money from a completely different source. My partner was telling me about someone, I guess, who comes into... So he works at a a pub as well, or a a brewery, rather. A rather fancy schmanchy brewery. And there's a customer that comes in, and I guess he has this podcast that he loves. And he has a very engaged community, and it's his passion. And he was talking about it for hours with my partner. And... Then later, my partner found out that this guy gets his money from working at a fishing company. (laughs) 
So I don't know. Stay tuned. We'll see how I'm going to fuck capitalism right back. As far as behind the scenes and content for this week, I will be posting on Instagram mostly. So if you don't follow me, my Instagram is at joyplay. That's J-O-Y-P-L-A-Y, like the two words smashed together, joy and play. And I'll be posting about the role of the healer in society and exploring why some of my, some people are so uncomfortable with this term and using this term to describe themselves. So be sure to head over to Instagram for that. Um, Other than that, updates. My paganish book club for this season is full. I'm so excited. There are five of us and we've already chosen when we're meeting and we have our first book on the docket. So I have to get to reading that. I'm really excited. We're reading a book about how artificial light has changed the way that we function and how a return to darkness is sort of our soul's collective calling. I am thrilled. I'm really excited to get to know the group. And I guess with everything I've been saying about this separation and competition that has come of humanity because of the systems that be, the C word, it feels good to have a little book club, you know, that is going to explore and have conversations. And part of the book club that that I had them sign off on um, is that at the beginning, someone different leads a ritual every week. And it's just something to help us feel connected to our world, each other, or our bodies. And I'm so, I'm so delighted to have created or finally stepped into a mutual space. I'm excited to not be the one leading the rituals all the time. But I'm also excited to share rituals. I, I'm just, I'm really thrilled for that. And if, you, if that sounds really fun to you, we shall see how successful this book club is. We're going to, this cohort that I have, we're going to go through winter together. So we're starting November 29th and ending March 20th. And I'll probably, I don't know, maybe the same book club will carry over. I'm not sure. Or maybe I'll open it up again for new members for the spring season. So yeah, just stay tuned. Or if that sounds awesome to you, maybe you start your own book club. You know, who's to, who's stopping you? Who's to say you can't? What qualifications do you need? Let's create little tiny pockets of the thing that we want out of life. As far as the podcast, there will be no Friday episode this week while I am traveling and enjoying my time here. Oh, also one more update is that I have three or maybe four. I think I have four spots open for my retreat to Mexico. The dates are January 29th through February 3rd. The price on the sticker is $2,333, okay? And it includes everything besides flights. It includes your meals. It includes yoga. It includes your lodging at a private eco-villa right on the water of Oaxaca, Mexico, right down the street from one of the most famous surf spots in the world, Puerto Escondido. Listen, you didn't, you, I was gonna say you didn't hear it from me. You did hear it from me. If you want a discount code, okay, and you want to come to Mexico, DM me on Instagram, say, just mention, hey, what's that discount code for Mexico? And I will send you 
a little big something something, okay? I would love for you to come. I These retreats are my resistance. <laughs> these retreats are how I make containers for deeper community and life and connection to ourselves in this world. And I do have to charge money for them because that's the system that we are in. And I, girls got to eat. Listen, if I could just trade y'all for housing and like travel and food, I would just give you, the, I would just lead you in yoga and rituals all the fucking time. But that's not the current situation. So in the meantime, retreats, we're going to Mexico, late January. Will you come with us? I would love to have you. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. My blessing for you this week, may you be safe. May you be healthy. May you have peace. Ooh, okay. At the end, I also realized I forgot to mention rituals that have been serving me. So I'll post that on Instagram, but I'll just say them here real quick. Oh, goodness. Sorry to, to add a PS. Well, yeah, you get a little PS. How about that? Not sorry. Rituals that have served me whilst traveling. Number one, energy fields visualizations. When I'm out and about and I feel weird or off or vulnerable, imagining that shield of golden energy around me or if I feel like I need protection, I imagine maybe more of like a smoky quartz field around me, extending outside of me and protecting me. Another one is using tarot and oracle to connect with people whilst traveling in and in hostels, I did a couple card pullings for some of the staff at the last hostel that I was at, and it was a great time. We ended up sharing drinks and a little joint outside the hostel. The third one is good old-fashioned prayer. Good old-fashioned prayer makes me feel so much better to say thanks and to ask for protection, especially before I go to bed. And I will leave you with this quote on page 71 of this wild this one wild and precious life. And this is from an op-ed for The Guardian written by a British writer and activist, George Monbiot. I may have pronounced that too French, but here it is. To be at peace with the troubled world. This is not a reasonable aim. If you don't fit in, if you feel at odds with the world, if your identity is troubled and frayed, if you feel lost and ashamed, it could be because you have retained the human values you were supposed to have discarded. You are a deviant. Be proud. I will see you next time for our next episode. In the meantime, be safe, be healthy, find peace. Bye!